0: Welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D, here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Larry D Studios here in beautiful New Mexico. That's right. We're here doing it once
0: again. But before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button right right there below. you. Yeah, yeah, right there. Hit it. That's right. That's what she said. Anyway, we're going to stay on our, our favorite topic tonight, a little bit of the Sasquatch topic. And, you know, last time we went into a rabbit hole, but we'll see where we go this time. Yep. Um, Ain't nothing wrong with rabbit holes. That's right. That's right. Um, we just recently went up to the Hamas Mountains to see if uh, our favorite squatching spot was open.
1: Right. But before we continue, we forgot our... Oh, our our, uh, our, our traditional shot our to tr- you. Our traditional vaccine. That's right. <laughs> Here's to you, people. To you guys, thank you for listening.
0: oh yeah that that one that one's a johnson and johnson (laughs) one
1: and (laughs) done. you think they're going to figure out that's just Kool Aid?
0: yeah they will (laughs) eventually they will so like we were saying last night we took a drive up to the hamis mountains and uh we usually do that around this time of year to see if uh they've opened up the forest roads and to gauge and see you know when we can go up there and start our squatching right and uh we went up there last night and it was it was
1: a, a dry run because they had that place locked up tight. Right, but um, last week we also had a pretty good snowstorm here in New Mexico and right, there's still quite a bit of snow up in those mountains, <coughs> and th- they keep those roads locked up for a reason during the winter. Now they're they're pretty tough when they're dry, even with a four hole drive vehicle. They
0: are, and, and I, well, I could where see where
1: we go, right, anyway. right,
0: and I could see that people that would uh, you know, possibly go out there and, you know without having knowledge of what those roads are, would go
1: on just a regular car, and they'd get stuck. (laughs) they get stuck bad. And there'd be problems. Right. Now, even if you have a 4 wheel drive vehicle, if you slide off the road, you're going to run into trouble.
0: You got that right. Yeah. But um, we were up there last night, and we didn't get to go to our spot because it was locked up. But we did cruise around where we could and looking for activity, hoping that we'd get a sighting maybe get one run by us or, you know, run across the road. So right. So we spent some time up there and uh tried several different roads, but it seemed like everything was... They were all dead ends. Dead ends, block, right. blocked off, locked up, so...
1: Anyway, it was it was a good time, you know. Right, it, it's always nice to get away, go up into the mountains. You know, that's that's one of our favorite spots, and for other reasons other than the squatching, it's just nice to get out of the city, disconnect a little, and right. And uh, but and of, of course, while we're out there, might as well do some squatching, huh? Might as well. Now, now cruising around along the road, there's still a lot of snow. <coughs> there, there was various tracks going up the hills and stuff. Uh, you know, we didn't stop to investigate because. You know, some you could tell were deer, some were bigger. Were they right. uh, human or not? I don't know. Uh, one thing we did discuss is when we find tracks in snow, it's it's really hard to determine because if they're more than a day old with snow melt or whatever, melt and freeze, uh, it's easy for them to get distorted and uh, it l- is. lose all their... Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, we're looking the the validity of the... Or their... Uh, just the uh, impressions right. and stuff. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, if you come across, uh, uh, it may look like a... Detail. That's yes, what I'm detail. Talking. It may look like a big print, but, you know, uh, who it knows how much... It started as a small one. Right, because the snow melt and whatnot.
1: But. Right, and, and, now there, and there's a lot of debate, like uh, some of these Bigfoot tracks, they could be confused for bear tracks, because a lot of times they'll step paw into paw, so... Right. But... If you look close, you could see where the round of both paws, so. Right, yeah, yeah.
0: If, if you look close, you could usually differentiate and say, yeah, that's a, that's a bear And bone.
1: And if you look a lot, at, uh look at the genuine uh, Bigfoot tracks a lot, I believe on the outside of the foot, is it? Or the inside? Inside. Where they have the, the metatarsal bones? R- right, yeah. And uh, if you see a, a lot of uh, prints with a lot of <laughs> detail, you could see those bones, so, which you won't have in a bear track. No, no, bear, a bear track's just
0: going to be like one big, it looks like a big print, but it's just, you know, the bear stepping.
1: Right. And if you look close in the in the front where the toes should be, uh, the toes will usually be a little bit shorter right. and they'll have claw marks. Y- You'll see the claws. Yeah. That's one
0: thing that you usually see the claws where they dig into the dirt and whatnot. Right. Right. And and on a squash print, you can definitely see the toes. I mean. Uh, and if it's a good print, you could see dermal ridges. Right. Yeah. And uh, we know they're up there. There definitely are. We went uh, cruising around toward the Los Alamos side to see, and you know because we've been told uh, how true it is. We, we don't know. No one wants to verify it, but we've been told that there's a section of land by the lab out there in Los Alamos that that's been like set aside for them where you can't, you can't get through that. No access. No access. And that's kind of like a sanctuary for them.
1: Right. For anyone who's familiar with this part of New Mexico, it's uh up around the Valles Caldera. Right. And, and we were talking about that
0: last night saying, well, you know, if this is the area where there's a sanctuary, what's going to, nothing's going to hold these creatures. And, you know, even the fence they have, it's, these creatures are just going to step over that or knock it down, knock it down, you know, and, uh, and, but I think the fence is more to keep us out. I think you're right there. It's not for them. It's for us. They don't want us back there being nosy like, like we already are. But, it, you know, it was a good time. Um, once they open up, we'll probably go and do some heavy squatching. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we, uh, <coughs> we're we talking about getting us a trailer so that we could spend some time out there and uh, just see what happens, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, Right. I, know, I know you see these uh, documentaries uh, where they go squatching and they, right. they hike up in the mountains and they take their tent, this and that. Right. And that, that's a good idea. But uh, two, two reasons we don't do that. The first is pretty obvious. We're, we're getting pretty old. So right. sleeping on the floor is getting old. Oh, yeah. We, we did that, uh, what, last two years ago? Oh, man, we've and done that. Actually, we've done that our whole life. Yeah, our whole life. But but
0: when we went this last time and we spent like three days up there, sleeping on that ground just tore
1: me up. Right. And uh, I think uh, a lot of times you can't go find the Squatch, I think, if they'll come to you. They do. Now, on that point,
0: let's talk about what when you're out there and you're camping, minding your own business, not intentionally looking to have a Squatch interaction, but you do. What do you think attracts these
1: creatures to like a camp? I think it's just the sound of the families. Uh, I think the children are a big thing. Right.
0: I I mean, while we talk about your encounter and you had the young girls with you. Right. And I'm thinking that played into attracting them to, toward your
1: campsite. Close. They came in (coughs) very close. Right. Now, when we go out there, we've always have some kind of encounter, some kind of a noise, something we can't explain. Right. Uh, Now it's not a, as far as distance, it's not as close as I, I experienced my first time, but um, it's it's close enough. We could definitely, uh, it'll get you shaking in your boots when they give them yells. And it, it makes you
0: think what what's really up here. It, it does. Um, and like we've said, we've been up there many times and we've had activity. We've heard things that just can't be explained. And like we've said, we
1: were the only ones in that area. So Right. Now, I, I think for us, um I think we 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 generally stumbled on a spot that they use uh the game trail right now that's one theory that they the reason they could sneak in and out is because of the game trails you know there's no no shrubs or nothing they could walk quietly there and and you're right and, and, and now, when they walk off the game trail, that's when you can hear them and I'm guessing when you hear them, they want you to hear them they're sending you a message i I think you're right on that because so many people have said, you know,
0: after the fact, while well, we were taking video and pictures, and we didn't even realize they were there until we looked close at the picture or the video. Right. right. So you know, and everyone does say they're stealthy. So if they want you to hear them, they're going to let let it be known. Other than that, I don't. I don't think you'd hear them. I right. think they'd go about their business. And
1: right. Now, how many times have we been out there, and maybe they've walked past us, and we don't even know. That who knows. But but then again, uh we always seem to hear something right now. I, I I talked to a few people about our experiences when we go up there camping and stuff and everyone tells me the same thing. Maybe they're getting used to you being there. They
0: could be. I mean, we go to that same spot
1: over and over and over and, uh,
0: you know, of course, you know, there's other campers out there, but you know, when they say it's these two idiots again.
1: Right. And while the majority of the time there's really nobody close to us. Once in a while, we'll get someone close to us, usually they're down further by the lake.
0: Right, yeah, they usually stay by the road, by the lake area, and we like to venture a little further back off the road because it seems like that's where uh, you'll have most of your luck. I mean, these creatures ain't going to hang out by the road and risk being
1: seen by every person driving by. Right, Uh, and and not only that, they... I think they know enough about humans. They they want to keep their distance. You know, they don't want no beef. Right. I, I mean, you hear stories about how they've uh, tangled with ranchers, maybe get, got a cow or something, and the ranchers hunt them. Right. You know, so they're like, they don't want no beef. You know, they just want to do their thing. They
0: just want to live their life. And and I think we're in such a good area because of, like you said, the game trail. That game trail goes down through the area where we are, and it possibly goes all the way to the lake
1: yeah and and then, in the other direction, it could go all the way to their sanctuary that's right now it's a it's a good distance a few miles from the there where the sanctuary where we think it is now right. we're not even sure about where the boundaries are right. we, we've all this is all speculation stories we've heard right, and so from where we're at it's it's at least.
0: 15, 18 miles to right. where supposedly the sanctuary is at. And, uh, you know, like uh, people have said, when they've seen these creatures, these creatures could cover some ground and do it fast. Right. So, now,
1: yeah. Now, one theory I've heard and I, it makes sense is the ones we see might be the hunting party. They might be. Or the scouts or something. uh, Well, I don't know. It could, you know, because uh,
0: they usually say the scouts are the ones that are awake in the day protecting the clan, looking, you know. If you have an encounter in the day, the theory is you saw a scout. And the hunters and, you know, the rest of them, they get up and do their business at night. Uh, Right. Now... Is that true? We don't know. It's there again. It's all speculation and well, theory.
1: Now, we've had we've heard noises during the day before. Now, how about this theory? Now, I'm sure they could cover that 15, 20 miles in a night, but what if they don't? What if they search an area? What if they stalk the prey? And you've seen on documentaries the nests. Right, I have. They could bed down during the day, and what we hear sometimes during the day is the scouts right just you know watching the ones sleeping right
0: and and that's possible um you know i i've always said if i was younger and in better shape i would definitely hike those mountains in the day just to see what we come across but you know that's some pretty rough terrain <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not a young young man anymore we're, we're far from it actually right but i i do wonder what is out there um now, we've drove the area and we know that there's a road miles above, but you got to drive. It's it's a long drive to come out to that road. So there's a lot of, un I want to say, uncharted forests that, you know, that I don't think anyone's really hiked or, right. or been through.
1: Even the last time you and I went uh, in my pickup during the day, uh, that road we took was, it was pretty unforgiving. Uh, there were spots where there was trees I don't I I don't want to say they were knocked down. I want to say they were placed there. Uh, yeah, I because mean because there's no roots, you know, it, right? Cuz no usually
0: when a tree falls, you you see where it fell from, but these were logs placed in the road like like someone's definitely saying end of the line for you. Right. You don't go no further. Um and
1: that's a that time we saw those that pile of bones that was stacked up. You right. know, if an animal dies, you know, their bones are spread out. Right. Or the scavengers will take them. This was a, a set of bones stacked,
0: stacked. And what's that all about? You know, um, I know there's no young kids out there that are playing in the forest, stacking bones like that, or even hikers. But it, that was an interesting find. Right, and it right. makes makes you think, what's out here? And uh, I have a good idea what's out there, but was that done by them? You know, we we come across so many crazy things that, it's hard to explain
1: right they they are hard to explain and the more we go out there the more we're learning we're we're still just learning on the fly like everyone else right now you see these documentaries these so-called bigfoot experts i don't believe there's an expert in the field cuz I, I agree nobody just knows enough about them and
0: nope. no 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 I, I i tend to agree with that there's people that may have had several encounters through their life but there's no expert because no one's Uh, been a Jane Goodall and and lived among them to find out how they truly live. So, you know, it's, it's all theory for us. And, uh, but we know these creatures exist. There's just far too many sightings worldwide, not just in New Mexico or Texas or Kentucky or worldwide. These creatures, you know, uh, everyone sees them in the forest. uh, So how can it, be a, a, a mass illusion or a mass right, lie. Right, and,
1: and growing up, we've always been uh, fascinated by the subject, and right. we, we've never really been believers until I had my encounter, and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt what happened, I know what was out there, I know what I saw, I know what I heard, I know what happened, and my children and the other young lady with us knows what happened, Right. and then he started going out there with me, and he's heard things that he cannot explain in any other way, so... I can't. We're um, we're more of, we need to see, we need proof. And (laughs) we've had enough proof to say, yeah, they're they're real, they're out there. But we don't have enough evidence to say, you know, we're the authority. No, this is right. This is wrong. Right. These creatures are still such a mystery. Right. I mean, we know they exist, but we don't know what makes them tick. Uh, We don't know why people can't track them.
0: We want that. Tangible evidence is what right. they say. Um, you know, and here's the thing: a lot of people have gotten hair samples that they found and comes back while well, it was a bear or unidentified. I wonder if some of these testing labs are put on notice by the government that if you get this type of sample and it tests for this, this is the response you give to the people. Right. Because because even watching some of these documentaries, I'm like there's some pretty good hair samples that they found. And, and when they analyze it, you know, the color of the hair, the pigment and, and everything, it's it's nothing that we, we
1: know. Right. Now, let, let's think about this as far as the government's concerned. Um, we've had a UFO sighting since the beginning of time. I mean, there's right. cave drawings with UFOs, right? Right. Uh, we've had several crashes here in New Mexico. Right. Now, the government has been... Barely came forward to acknowledge they exist.
0: Right, they're they're coming open more more and more right. about that now.
1: Sasquatch, th- there's been stories, of course, in Native American culture. Um, one of the U.S. presidents, I don't know if it was Roosevelt or whoever, it, it was, or Eisenhower. It was Eisenhower. Well, was not the meeting, but they they came across one while they were out in the woods hunting or something.
0: No, 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 that was Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Okay, yeah, he, he wrote in his uh, journal.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Now, but there's been sightings but it didn't really blow up until the Patterson Gimlin thing right so it's no wonder the government hasn't really stepped forward well and they have in in certain in certain areas right. they've stepped forward without really going public like you know what they tell they tell the military
0: well and and we talk about the Patterson Gimlin film that's like the 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 pinnacle of evidence that has been caught that that's been scrutinized for how many years? Like fifty years already? More than that. Yeah, and uh, and they still can't prove that it's a fake.
1: It was filmed in the late sixties, sixty-seven.
0: The the year. Oh, I won't say that. The year I was born. Oh, well. But yes, that <laughs> maybe is. Maybe
1: you were born unto Patty.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's my. Biological mom, maybe that's why my butt's so hairy.
1: And that explains a lot. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, th- this uh, this video has been torn apart by. Everybody and no one can say it's a fake,
1: right? And now with the new technology, they're finding uh, they don't know where the original is, but they're finding the first generation copies and right stacking them and it just giving better detail, better pictures. Oh, uh, and I was watching.
0: Uh, I think it was the Finding Bigfoot when they had the the big festival up right up in Bluff Creek. The fifty year and of- and how they stacked it to get a better uh, pixel. Picture, yeah, and, better detail. And then someone also removed all the hair from uh, Patty, and they showed, you know, uh, there's breasts. There's the, the muscles on this creature are massive. So a creature like that, it's no wonder why people said I, I've. They just ran up the hill like nothing, and these hills are like almost straight up. So having that type of muscle mass, I yeah, you could pull yourself up. Right. I mean look at a deer. A deer could I've seen deer when I've been out hunting and I've seen a deer go up almost a straight mountain that would take me all day to practically climb and slide down a few times. I've seen them bounce up a few in in three bounces, boom, boom, boom. Then they're
1: got you're like, Whoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. So I think these creatures
1: have the same capability. Okay. Now you you, you talked a little bit about the finding Bigfoot where they had the fifty year anniversary of the Patterson Gimlin film and right. like, that was it. Was it was good? It was very interesting. That was a good and, uh, one. That, uh, I, I'm glad to see that they're back. I, I've always liked that show, but you got to take it for a grain of salt because that one was truly for television. Right. But uh, they they are introducing ne- new technology, and I think it's because uh, they have the new uh, Expedition, Expedition Bigfoot, right. and they've really stepped up the game. Now we've both watched uh, all of season two, and uh, I, I was impressed with some of the things. Some of the things uh, I don't know, maybe for television, but right. they did have some good evidence toward the end. Well, and you got to always think
0: that you know when when they do shows like this, it is geared for entertainment television they want that viewer to come back week after week so that they get the ratings and they resell the show for another season so right
1: so if they found bigfoot in the first
0: season they're not going to tell you that's right But, but you know there's just so many shows out there where everyone's out there looking for this creature and you know some of these sightings even some of the video it's genuine and it's good and it's a lot of it's the, some of the best video I see is from amateurs who catch it unexpectedly.
1: Right, right. And uh,
0: and to me, that's the best evidence, because these people were just out having a good time and doing what they do, and lo and behold, they catch something.
1: Right. Now, <clears throat> getting back to the uh, the shows. One thing I wanted to talk to you about—I—I've I, always found this intriguing. I—I I, I can't wrap my mind around it yet, but that don't mean it's not true. Right. Is the cloaking?
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I watched a video of of cloaking, and um, this was this was done in the '80s, and this was through a Japanese military video and uh this technology has been around since the 80s, and they showed this Japanese soldier in the forest, and he had this, like, it looked like kind of a Michael Jackson stage outfit with, like, sequin, shiny, and whatnot, but when he activated the cloaking, he did become invisible, and uh he walked through the forest. You could see the silhouette as he walked, but if you were to see that, you would be like, what, what, what am I seeing? It, <clears throat> It would throw you for a loop. And uh, I said, well, that Japanese video was done in the 80s, how good is their technology now? And we've always heard that that's one of the reasons that the government was so interested in squatches, because that there is their hair pigment Reflect the way it reflects the sun can make them invisible if they want. Right by the direction that you know it's like a dog. If a dog gets mad, his hair could stick up, go down. So uh, you know, it, it makes me think that these creatures can cloak.
1: Right. See, and that's one thing. I'm I'm the kind of guy I have to really see it to believe it. But um on on this expedition, Bigfoot, there was one uh, part. I forget what episode it was, but they had the IR. They had a hit across the river. Then it kind of just faded away to nothing. Right. Now they did an experiment with a human the next night and uh he moved to the into the bushes. They couldn't see him. He moved out and his heat signature was there. Now, this Sasquatch could have been behind the bushes. Could have been. Because they're bigger, they get off give off more heat. They got a hit. Maybe uh he was sitting down. He was there long enough to leave his heat signature on the ground. Right. He got up. He moved back, and they all they saw was the heat signature. He left, and that disappeared. Could be that. That's just my theory. I I just it, think they could have dissected it, done more experimenting to try to recreate it.
0: Yeah, I, I I think. But there again, would would I have the cojones to, once I see that heat signature, say I'm crossing the river? Now, there again, you don't know what that big heat signature is. And what if it is an aggressive squatch that's having a bad day? You're going to have a bad day.
1: Right. And it don't even need to be having a bad day. What if it's a mama with a baby? You're in trouble. Right. Or even worse, what if it's a grizzly? You're in trouble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I I don't know. I I like the evidence (laughs) they presented, but I think they could have done a better job dissecting it and...
0: I think so too, but let's let's keep in mind it's all for television. They right. they need the ratings to keep the show on. But I do think that they while they're out there, they do come across like we, when we're out there. They probably have had some experiences that they just can't explain off camera. Right. And
1: now there there was one other scene. I I don't know. I I watch a whole season. I binge watched it. So right. I don't know what episode what came, but he was talking about it because there there was one in the forest and he said it charged him. You could hear something. Right. Then he started like making noise, trying to scare it off.
0: Right, yeah, I I remember that episode, yeah. And these creatures have been known to bluff charge you. I mean, it's their way of saying, look, leave me alone, don't follow me, or or you may have a bad day. Uh, Here's the other thing. Um, I've watched uh, Les Stroud's... uh, What was it? Season seven where he talks about the survivor survivor man and his experiences with Bigfoot. Now, I think that man has genuinely had some some serious encounters and and he talks about him. And I'm not going to call him a liar because he was out there by himself doing his series and uh, you know, I used to think he went out with the camera crew. No, he he, he did does, not.
1: He does his own camera. He
0: did his own camera. And he had GoPros and little, and so I'm like, man, I I believe he had some really good encounters.
1: Right now, he'll he always talks about that encounter he had in Alaska. Right. But uh, he he'll be he's done these little videos like uh, behind the scenes where he's at home and he'll tell you straight up, you know, the network, you you could do this, you can't do that. Right. And
0: he did say that. Uh, on one of the, uh, he wanted to show it and the network said, there's no way that's going to happen. No way. Right. And it makes makes you think, why would not the, man, that, man, that network would probably blow up. But they'd have all the Sasquatch people watching that program every week and they'd get millions of additional viewers. But for whatever reason, they said, nope. You're not gonna show that. And he did say that. They, right. they wouldn't allow
1: and, it. And and that might tie into what we talked about with the the government, you know, leaking certain information and, and blocking other stuff. And maybe Which, they may not want it leaked.
0: And here's my thing. I don't care. They they can't do it forever. We we're gonna we're gonna have just like UFOs. So many people today are seeing so many sightings and the government just can't block it anymore. And I think there's going to come a day where we've encroached on their land so much by development and whatnot that they're going to get tired of it and just say, look, here we are. This is that's a boundary. Don't come any further or they're going to start pushing back, right, pushing back. And I think we may not live to see that day, but that day it comes with everything, just like all the UFO sightings. Uh, nowadays people know how to look for UFOs, you know, because they can cloak. So you got to use an infrared camera oh. and you'd be surprised what you see up in the sky. Right. And I think it's coming.
1: Right. I, uh, well, <clears throat> I hope it is. You know, I, I'd like to, I would really like to know what the government knows because like on that, Expedition Bigfoot there in Kentucky till he talked to an Air Force guy and he said the government knows about him.
0: Right, he did. And he, he said that they were warned and they were
1: given training. And then material. when they were up in Washington, he talked to another... Uh, I think he worked for the FBI or something. Right. And he said, yes, the government is interested in the cloaking technology.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, uh, so we know the government knows about these creatures. I even... I think they even have some bodies and whatnot and uh but it it's hard for them to reverse engineer nature
1: right now he, here's another theory you know how the tracks disappear or they just appear right now one thing i saw on the on the show was pretty interesting is uh the tracks coming out of the river right now do they walk in the river as much as possible to not to leave tracks or they, when there's no one around they don't have to be stealthy they're not hunting right. do they walk in the shrubs
0: I, that I don't know but I I do think they they stay by the waterways because of the protein in the waterways
1: yeah and protein in the waterways and if they're predators all their prey has to come and drink that's
0: right of course
1: and now there's the, the theory of uh, how the tracks just disappear we've talked about this before now cloaking is one thing but Going to go another dimension is something totally different,
0: right? The the uh the interdimensional theory that i uh, I'm kind of hard sold on that because I believe these creatures
1: are flesh and blood right but there's other people who swear by it so i mean who are we to
0: I, i'm not going to call their bluff i'm not going to say they're lying but like you said we want that tangible evidence the proof is in the pudding so if we were ever to see it then i would apologize for my uh oh and we'll come and tell you about that's, it oh that's right uh, i would definitely apologize for my uh misconception yeah, about that theory
1: you know when they track them and they're, they're tracks disappear there's got to be other explanations maybe right. there's got such a big stride maybe they're kind of jogging they and jump, jump into the bushes well and i've thought about that
0: because of, even when they walk they have such a big stride what if they started running a little and bouncing from rock to rock to rock
1: or uh, they're primates right i mean the trees why can't they jump on a tree and jump to the next and then get off somewhere totally different.
0: They can and that would throw you off. You would just you'd you lose it, you know. And and here's my thing. Whenever they say like on these uh shows and documentaries when they bring in the the best bloodhounds to to track them, these dogs go cold and they want nothing to do with
1: this trail. Right, so, like in Kentucky. Right. That bloodhound was tracking one up up the hill and uh and then it stopped. Said, he he nope. got to a point. He started crying. He wasn't going any further. He's like,
0: nope, I know what's up there, and you can't make me go. You go if you want, but take me back.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I, I think uh, these dogs are probably smarter than us.
0: Probably. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, humans, we have intelligence, but uh, we may not be the smartest creature on the planet.
1: Right, and our curiosity.
0: Uh that's what kills the cat.
1: Right, but satisfaction brings them back. That's right.
0: I hope you got that
1: (laughs) Yep Anyway that's what
0: we wanted to share with you tonight You know this wasn't much of a rabbit hole It was the topic of Sasquatch And just letting you know We're gearing up for our Sasquatch season And uh, we're hoping that they open up So far they haven't But we'll keep checking
1: And we'll let you know what we find
0: That's right Anyway thanks for listening Thanks for subscribing And uh, we appreciate you yeah. You. That's right, people. This one's for you. <clears throat> Thanks for listening. Peace. 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 Be good people.